This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome back to the Sports for Dummies podcast. And man, that feels good to say that. The podcast for you. Whether you know absolutely everything about the world of sports or absolutely zilch. We are here to wrap up the three biggest stories of the week. But big is defined in our own words. That can mean anything from international sporting headlines to the nichest, tiniest little stories that you may have missed. And I'm with my best mate, Hope Ellen. Hope, what's going down? I was going to say, because you went, we're here, and I was thinking, who's we? It be me. And you, well, yeah. No, that was cool. Hey! Hey! So yeah, I'm Hope. Nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, I hope. It's like speed It's like speed mating. We had that at uni. Do you know how weird that is? People that do that, like speed mating, that is odd. I did speed dating once, right? When I used to work at the bat and ball, which you always <laughs> take the mic out of. Yeah. So I got the bat and ball, and there was a speed dating event. And there was one person short, one woman short for the for the tables because basically it was like ping pong tournament, basically where you chatted yeah, and yeah, played yeah. ping pong. Um, so because there was a woman short, my boss was like, "Hope, can you do it?" So I went upstairs, put my jumper on. So I was doing it, drinking alcohol, playing ping pong, getting paid to do it. And then they realised that I worked there, and they're really upset. The people on the dates because they were like, "You work here," and I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hi. how did it go? Did you did you find any like top matches? Were there no, any, like... I found like this. There was a guy who was, I think he was a Canadian screenwriter who was a massive racist. So I just ended up having a massive argument with him on the date. So that was my experience. Anyway, we're not speed mating. We've been friends for a long time. It's lovely to see <laughs> you. We haven't recorded this episode, this podcast in so long. So we've missed it. And we hope that you listening and watching have missed it too. We're going to dive straight in, Lewis, aren't we? Because we are. we've got things to do, people to see. Liverpool playing tonight. I mean, They are. On. Clock is ticking. Exactly that, Hope. So we'll start with story. Clock is ticking. Yeah, clock is, the clock is ticking. Um, we'll start with story number one, Hope. Quite interesting. Um, we're talking about F1, as we like a bit of F1, actually. F1's a bit of a favourite <laughs> on, on this podcast. Um, <laughs> and Hope, right, enough of that. Um, and we're... There's only so many meows that you can take before it's like, that's just Yeah, it. I know, but you know me by now. I always get a bit carried away and don't know when to stop. Yeah, exactly. That's basically yeah. my personality. That's why I'm here to, to do the stopping people. <laughs> um, we're talking, Hope, about the FIA, who are the organisers of F1. Go on. What, what, what are you Is it the F1 Association? Is that what it stands for? 
No. F1. It's the Fédération Internationale de l'Automobile. So it's French. Oh, bonjour, monsieur. <laughs> I think it's French. Um, anyway, enough about that ma- malarkey. Um, yes, yeah, so the FIA Hope have basically announced that they're looking potentially from sort of 2025, 2026, depending on how things go, um, and actually looking for some new teams to join the 10-man current grid. Now, 10-man being the 10 teams that are involved, not all the drivers, because there are more than 10 drivers, as we know. Um, and interestingly, there's a man kind of who's come out and spoken a bit in the spotlight. Normally, billionaires are quite quiet, and you, you might not necessarily know who owns different sporting organisations, but a Hong Kong billionaire by the name of Calvin Lowe has actually confirmed he is interested in, well, he's basically going to invest um, in a new Asian-based F1 team. Now, there are only two spots up for grabs. It looks like there could be four potentially interested in this move going forwards. Um, and I wanted to, I'll give a bit of background on Lowe. So Lowe is a, interestingly, and I, I had to look this up because I was like, wow, he is the largest life insurance broker in the world. That's a really... Whoa, I bet he's minted. He's worth over, I think he's, he was worth $1.7 billion and his, his company's worth about $8 billion. So yeah, he's definitely not short of cash, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> and he basically has come out and said, I'm having serious discussions about getting involved right now in the F1. There's actually quite a few proposals in front of me right now to see how I can participate. F1 needs more teams. There's too many talents in motorsport to have more teams. <laughs> I think I meant to say to not have more teams. Anyway, but when I go through <laughs> when I go through with it, it's highly inspirational and very ambitious. I normally write my notes well. Whatever's happened there is an absolute disaster class. But the answer is um Mr. Lowe is looking at setting up setting an Asian team in the Burl quite interesting. It's called the Pearl River Delta, which is the wealthiest region in southern China. So there you go. Oh, there's um, a now, Chinese yeah. restaurant in my hometown called Pearl River. Oh, is there? Oh, there you go. I'll be why then, because yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, there you go. Oh, you can eat. Pearl River, winding and around. It is a boring Prawn toast and sweet and sour Cantonese style. Oh, I and... like. Don't tease me. That's nice. Oh, I'm really hungry. What else? What do you have? What do you order? A bit of duck? I like it. Do you know what? Two things. Lemon chicken's my go-to always, but the one dish that you can't... Well, you can't get it over here, but you can get it in America... Orange chicken. And that sounds absolutely bonkers. It is amazing. It's one of Is it like sweet and sour? It's like sweet and sour, but it's zingier. Like it has that real like mm. zing factor to it. And it's quite like Like hot. No, 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 no. As in zi- like it's got quite a unique um I'm trying to find the words. I'm trying to find my, my palette of words. It tastes but sorted, so you can explain yeah. it. <laughs> what are my sort of flavours? What flavour is so it's kind of, if you imagine, with sweet and sour, it's kind of got that, um, You, it's a bit more fruity, like it's like having like a bit of like, it's got more pineapple in it, that sort of thing. Mm. You can taste the, you sort of taste the flavours of this sort of indulge in the food, you know. Anyway, the point is, it's quite, it's an enjoyable meal. Um, yeah, it's, it's just nice, really. What's your go-to? Well, in England, what would you order? Sweet and sour or lemon chicken are my go-to. Oh, I don't do I don't mind a bit of like I don't mind a bit of beef, but I think from a good Chinese mm. one down near me, good Chinese always lemon chicken or sweet and sour. Dad always wants chips, which I don't really like chips from the Chinese. The only good thing about chips though is uh, salt and pepper chips are amazing, absolutely amazing. Salt and pepper chips from a Chinese, unbelievable. I've never had them before. Right, genuine story. We went down to a, our local Chinese. This near genuinely me. happened. 
This, this genuinely happened. We went down to our local Chinese, right? And the, the dude that owns the place is an absolute frigging legend. Absolute legend. At the end of the night, he gave my mum a rose and he gave me a lollipop because he was so happy to be there. We had a full conversation about the area that I live and that, you know, what's changed and what hasn't and what's it. Anyway, lollipop. we had salt and pepper chips from there. I, I swear to you, I could have eaten bu- like literally buckets. They are um, absolutely unbelievable. Unbelievable. Anyway, back to the story. Now, basically, Hope, the I want you to guess, actually, what do you think roughly... For F1, how much money do you think you need to invest to have a good team? Three mil. Oh, um, if only. That might be if you're playing a video game. Um, the cost hope to enter for a new team is $200 million. The cost to compete, Toto Wolf, who's head of Mercedes, has come out and said he claims you need $1 billion to compete at the top, as in like pushing for the title or that driver's championship. And that's obviously giving the cost of recruitment and car development. But interestingly, the thing I like about Lowe is that he's spoken a lot about the importance of sustainability and this idea that, you know, you need a team, like we've discussed before, sort of with football, but we're going to tie it to F1, about having a good, solid team around you, a good foundation of people that can support you and what you're doing and the work you're um, you're pushing forward. So he basically, by the sounds, is getting a group of people together, creating a team. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. Hope, if you wanted to create an F1 team, what would your team name be and why? So you always throw these questions at me and I feel like I should have some prep time. Well, come, no, you, the whole point of you is you're an impromptu, you know, you're like a, not like a seal, but you can come up, you know, you can deliver the goods. Mm. Harrison Motors. Why Harrison? Just sounds quite strong. Okay, that's definitely a no. If I saw that, I was, that thinking, ha- I was thinking Harrison Ford. That's already taken, isn't it? That's a bit of a problem. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of yeah. Is that Harrison Ford? Is that the person behind Ford? He was the man that created the, the car, Ford. Anyway, what would you call yours? Again, I don't, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get that far. I think I would go with something like Stallion Racing, something like that. But again. I think that has close ties to Mustang. The truth with cars is it is quite difficult because I feel like lots of car names have gone, especially fun names like Jeep, Jaguar, you know, like these sort of scary, like bullish names. But you could cho- you could literally choose anything. Cactus. I don't think that's scary though. Anyway, we're going to leave it. To, we're going to leave this to the audience. Tell us your suggestions. Either comment on this or drop us an email, sportsdummiespodcast@gmail.com. Tell us what you would call your team. Hope, moving on to story number two. We're actually talking similarly about ownership, but in a slightly different way. Something that looks very, very likely to happen over the next sort of two weeks at the time of recording. We're talking about a rugby team called London Irish. Ew. Do you know who London Irish are? I imagine they're a bunch of Irish people in London. Not a close, not really. I actually don't know the history. If any London Irish fans are listening, there was a kid at my old school who was a diehard, and I mean diehard, London Irish fan was obsessed. Like the only sport he followed, only thing he cared about, London Irish Rugby Club. Um, I've never heard of it, but I was at Wasps Rugby Club the other day. Were you? Yeah, I dropped my car off there. They've been liquidated. They've gone into administration, so. Oh dear. Well, maybe that's why they're letting people park there. But anyway, we're talking about NBA, NBA iconic trio, Julius Irving, 
Alan Iverson and a man called Dikimbe Mutombo alongside an NFL legend. So we're combining basketball with NFL, an NFL legend called Ray Lewis. Looks like they formed a consortium, so a group of people, um, that are going to bid for London Irish Rugby Club. Now, this basically is because, to cut a long story short in sports dummy style, it looks like the Exiles, which is the nickname of London Irish, and they've been given until May the 30th to secure new ownership because they're supposedly in £30 million worth of debt. And if you know anything about rugby, rugby does not have a lot of money. And so that is a serious, serious amount of debt to have at this moment in time. Now, Hope, talking of wasps, because I was about to mention that. Wasps How weird. And- no, I did. It's so funny, isn't it? Wasps and Worcester Warriors actually went into administration. All the London Irish fans will be hoping that that, that doesn't happen to them. And But they're obviously following in the footsteps of people like Ryan Reynolds and Rob McAnelly. Um, another Hope man. Ellen, because I'm going to buy a football team one day. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah, fingers crossed. Um, and I mean, you know, they're a good team, Hope London Irish. They they have, they finished fifth this season. They've got a sort of a mix between young, like English youngsters, some overseas talent as well. So they've, they've done well for a club that obviously are going through a lot of trouble off the pitch. Last month, Hope, they had an issue. Um, they actually, well, there's a bit of a rumour, but it sounded like the players and staff were paid late. So there's definitely issues going on with their ownership. So hopefully, fingers crossed, they can get something over the line. But I was going to say, Hope, and I'm going to throw another question at you, not only about F1 naming a team, if you had to pick a sport right now to invest in, like a team or anything in the world, if you had to pick a sport, what would you go for and why? Football. Because I want a football team. Football. <laughs> because I want a football team. And I'd like to buy a team. And I'd like to name it this. And I'd like to do that. And it'd be really fun. It'd be so fun. You literally couldn't have said that more. You were, you went into some other dimension. It's been a long day. Your little brain just went boop, 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 boop. <laughs> I mean, like, I know that football teams, when you buy them, they make a loss. Like, you are literally, it's a money pit, right? Yeah. But you're going to make more money from it than other sports because it's the biggest sport, surely. I probably we- should say boxing, considering my passion for that sport. But I, don't, I just want to be able to say one day, that's my football club. Yeah, which is class. And you can do it. I mean, look at Spencer, owner of Hashtag United. He was a YouTuber. They had very, like, you know, they had very um, humble beginnings. They were a Sunday league team and now they're in, they're climbing up the football ranks. They're, they're not there just yet, but they're climbing every year. They've done back-to-back promotions. They've been absolutely smashing it. So, yeah, you hope the dream is alive. The dream is real. But yeah, no, it's interesting. And we obviously wish all London Irish fans and the club all the best for the future. Hopefully they can get that deal over the line and done. Um, but it's just sad. It's another case of a club that's basically been taken over by someone who isn't really invested. And the owner actually came out and said last season, they, he was so done with the team, basically. He was willing to sell the club, as in London Irish, for a pound, which is just Oh, harsh. Bonkers, yeah. It's really sad. So hopefully they get it all sorted. And obviously it'd be quite cool to have some NBA legends and a NFL legend involved in the uh, in the game as well. Story number three, Lewis. Hope we're talking to wrap the episode up about the man, the icon, the legend of basketball, the basketballing hero the world needed back in the 90s. We're talking about Mr. Michael Blipping Jordan. Ooh. We're talking about a lot of money. Because Michael Jordan, he donned a Reebok jacket 
to receive his Olympic gold medal back in 1992 in Barcelona. That team was called the Dream Team. And if you want to know more about that, we'll quickly give an explanation. Um, go and watch The Last Dance, episode five. Michael Jordan talks about that specifically. Basically, the first time NBA players went and played basketball um, for, the, for the USA, they absolutely cleaned the floor. They were un, unplayable. And it basically resulted um, in the game, the world of basketball blowing up tenfold. People cared so much more. Everyone got to see these icons and legends like Michael Jordan playing. Anyway, so some quite fun news. Now, Michael Jordan wore this jacket, Reebok jacket at the time, and it's expected to be worth over £2 million at auction. Now, this auction is going until June 28th, so it's got some time, and it was basically been put up for sale by a man called Brian McIntyre. Now, Brian was part of the dream team um, that we've just spoken about, and he was in a sort of a communications role, so he was doing some media stuff, I believe. And to give some context on the jacket for people going, well, why is this so important? You've said Reebok jacket. You've highlighted that. It's worth loads of money. What's so significant? Well, Michael Jordan agreed to wear this tracksuit in principle with a Reebok logo on it. And you've obviously got to remember that his his team was Nike. Like he was teaming up Jordan and Nike. That was the, that was the partnership. That was the collab. He was wearing his tracksuit, but... The sneaky thing was hope, and this is why I went slow because I, it's like so. I wanted to cue in that. Yeah, you got me. I'm gripped. Um, he actually covered the Reebok logo with a US flag because obviously he didn't want to. He didn't want to promote Reebok because his brand was Nike slash Jordan, and so he obviously gifted it. He gifted the jacket after the the uh, Olympic ceremony as his medal. I'm surprised anthem. Reebok were happy for him to do that. Well, they had to, to because that up. was their that well, they didn't have a choice. And and don't forget as well, that had been heat at the moment. That wouldn't have been I'm sure it was pre-planned from Jordan, but no one was to know. And obviously you can't pause when the Olympic um when the uh, national anthem's uh, going on. Excuse me. Yeah, Oi, uh, he's not wearing his take your flag off. We need to see the logo. You know, they're not gonna do that. So um they obviously wouldn't have said it like that because they're American, not not English. But can't do it in American. <laughs> Dude, take your flag off. We gotta see the badge. We've gotta see the logo, dude. You know, it'd have been like that. So um he then gives brilliant, anyway, brilliant. he he gifted the jacket to McIntyre. McIntyre then gets to keep it. A bit of a random side note, but I thought I'd throw this in there. Bram Watcher, who is Sotheby's head of streetwear. Now, Sotheby are the company that run all the big auctions. So any auctions we've ever discussed in previous episodes, please do go and listen to those. Uh, that is who run the big sports auctions. He has come out and said, the jacket represents Michael Jordan's fierce and devoted loyalty to Nike, a transformative and revolutionary partnership between two powerhouses that stood the test of time. 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 Stood the test of time. Now, Hope, this is unbelievable because obviously you, you're talking about a piece of history. Whether you think that the jacket or not is worth that much money is a different story, um, which I know we've discussed before. But the point is, that is a historic jacket. You're getting a jacket that not only Michael Jordan wore, but wore to collect a gold, the second gold medal for basketball. Um, also, now, you say you say whether it's worth that much. Everything is worth as much as someone's willing to pay. Exactly. It's all relative, isn't it? Yeah. If, if, if someone's willing to pay £2 and everyone else is willing to pay £2, that's how much it is. Yeah. There you go. But... It's obviously worth a fair amount of money. So that's going to be interesting Interesting to see what the actual final valuation is. I mean, I don't know. I think they're estimating between $1 and $3 million, which is about £800,000 to about two and a half mil. I suspect it'd be on the top tier of that. The Maradona shirt, which we've discussed before, that went for an extortionate amount of money. We won't give that surprise where you need to go and listen to the episode. That went for more than they predicted. I imagine this will be a similar thing. Hope I was going to ask you there, right, to wrap it all up. And for listeners in the comments, please do let us know or send us an email. 
if there was one sporting item you'd want to get your hands on over across time that you know of, what would it be? What what would you want to what would you want to own and say, do you know what? I've got this in my locker and it's class. <laughs> Thinking hard. Blimey, literally I could see I could literally see the cogs turning. Maybe like a football shirt. Everything's been football today, isn't it? It's football shirt, football club. All right. This is really difficult, Lewis. Okay. okay. Well, I can tell. I mean, blimey. I'm going to go with Trent Alexander-Arnold's top. Okay, nice. Unwashed. That's a good choice. Unwashed. With aftershave on it. Smelly. Yeah, it's like that. Isn't it? yeah. <laughs> I oh, wanted what? to smell like Trent. <laughs> oh, of course you do. Yeah, there's a surprise. Um, okay, well, look. Good cho- Stop that. May- good or maybe... Maybe a curl of his hair in a frame. <laughs> I think that's enough. I think that's enough telly time for you. Whatever's been going on today, I think you need to pack it in. Go back to your vegetables at lunchtime and stick with that routine. Do you know how badly my food prep stunk by the end of the week, Lewis? Because <sighs> I haven't got a call box. So for context here, I sometimes do meal prep when I'm working away, to save money on food and also no. to eat healthily rather than buying loads of rubbish. We need to throw it just as a side note in if people are listening. Hope claims... She, Hope is not trying to do this because she wants to. Hope is doing this because she occasionally becomes obsessed with the idea of being the healthiest woman ever to live on the planet. And so for three minutes at a time, she will buy every green thing and every vegetable that is possible to buy for a human being and will prep it <laughs> and then eat it. Right. Well, I haven't got a cool box, so I normally use um, some cool packs like that can be called. And I had like this silver insulated bag thing. So yeah. I was using that, which came with pasta evangelists. If you've ordered that before. Oh, I've seen that on, I've seen that yeah, on. Right. Right. So yeah, that's, yeah, oh, yeah. I saved the packaging from that. <laughs> so I'm a tight wad rather than buying a cool box. Anyway, so I'm working away. I go from Newark. I go to London for two days. I then go to Leicester. I get to Leicester and I'm thinking at this point, I've got, I'm like, how have I got five meals left? Like, what on earth? What what have I been doing? I've in, I've been eating, not yeah. eating a lot, I suppose, but I've been eating. So I'm in my hotel room and I'm like, what is that smell? <laughs> I open the boxes and they stink. Oh my! So bad. Now I'm like, I need to get rid of this because it stinks. Like it's awful because it's like broccoli and it's like rice and chicken thigh that's all sweaty and like salmon that's all squishy. Like you haven't refrigerated oh. it. I refrigerate. I put it in the fridge when I was at my friends in London, but I don't <laughs> know what happened. I don't know oh what happened. It got days. hot. Fridge, hot fridge. I'm surprised I didn't poo myself. Anyway, so I'm in this hotel. And I'm like, right, I need to get rid of this food. So I, there's a bin in under the desk. It's like one of them bucket bins with yeah, this yeah, tiny yeah, little yeah. tiny bag in it that might as well not be in there. So I put it in there. And I'm like, no, that smells. <laughs> it's, it smells so bad. So then I tried to put it in the toilet bin with a pedal bin was too small because this is a lot of food by this point yeah i'm like right what am i gonna do so i put it in the silver bag that i've been using chucked it all in there it literally went because there's a lot of the food that was heavy and i left it outside in the hallway because i couldn't be in my room then i put it in the bin but it stunk and then i had all the containers (laughs) and i best best believe they stunk too when i got them home on saturday put them in the dishwasher my goodness it stunk I hope that is, that is actually terrible. So lesson learned. Don't bother trying to be healthy. <laughs> just, <laughs> oh just my buy, days. I crap when you're on the road. 
yeah don't just don't, don't do a hope yeah don't do a hope well, don't look, do a hope there you go i mean that that it went we went from trent alexander arnold's hair to smelly food on food. the road but that's how this podcast rolls we're just it's random it's fun it's all over the shop people that has been episode number four hope do you want to see us out for this evening oh i would love to well if you've enjoyed listening to this thank you for sticking with us drop us an email we'd love some compliments <laughs> sports dummies podcast at gmail.com if you're listening on apple Podcasts, please give us a five star review it really helps and if you're watching this on youtube thank you for seeing our lovely faces and please do subscribe for more content we'll be back next week for another episode where lewis will break down the sporting news Way! Way! Lewis, love you. Love you too. Peace, people. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.